When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy, on now at APCO. <laughs> for logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Uh, this weekend marks the first time since 2019 New Zealand Super Rugby teams will head across the ditch to face their Aussie counterparts. And after two seasons of New Zealand Super Rugby teams uh, have been confined to Aotearoa, of course we know that, then the Chiefs will kick us off tonight uh, with a game against the Waratahs at uh, Amy Stadium in Perth. We're looking to capitalise on some momentum they established last week against the Moana Pacifica, but... To be fair, it hasn't been a Chiefs-like season. There's uh, been a few little things go wrong, haven't there? Let's sort those out right here and now. Let's get into uh, Chiefs land and uh, no one better to talk to about than uh, Ian Jones, the Carmo kid, uh, who's uh, one of our SENZ brothers, of course. Uh, morning, Carmo. How are you? Yeah, good morning. Uh, um, it's very good. Morning to all your listeners. Yeah, isn't it good? Um Trying to get some different rugby, not desperate to play the Australians because I love the local derbies, but it's nice for a change up in the competition. It sure is, mate. Uh, hey, listen, before we get into Super Rugby tonight uh, in particular, uh, it's been an interesting week in women's rugby. I'm sure you've been keeping your eye on that. Uh, Wayne Smith, now uh, a bloke you know very well, his methods you know very well. Uh, I just uh, I, I, I look forward to his uh, efforts with this Blackburn squad now. Are you happy with the coaching mix? Oh, you're very happy. I mean, I was very happy with Glenn Moore. I mean, I know what um, what great things he had done and, and he had spent a lot of time with Glenn Moore and I loved uh, the comments from Portia Woodman and her glowing reference to Glenn Moore, so I don't think we should dismiss what he's done um, over the last little while either. And, you know, he's excellent. Um, and once more, Wayne Smith, Graham Henry, um, put their hand up for New Zealand rugby, their wealth and knowledge they know they got a mountain to climb, but they also know the timeline that they have to do it in, so they'll take it um, step by step, very process-driven. I think the girls will, you know, glean so much information um, off them um, and, and you know, look forward to the Rugby World Cup, but uh, this is a, another step. It's not a rebuild um, because, as I said, I don't know it wasn't a great tour, let's be honest with me, but, you know, COVID had a lot to do with that. Um, but let's not dismiss what Glenn Moore has done for um, women's rugby in this country as well. Yeah, I, I think that uh, shouldn't be forgotten either, and I, I hope uh, the people in the right places have acknowledged that uh, at the right time recently too. Uh, the other thing that of interest to me um, in Super Rugby that I've been watching, and uh, it's occurred on both sides of the Tasman, is the red cards, usually because of contact. Now, you're a big guy. Uh, Kama, you're a tall guy. Uh, you've carried the ball into tackles. You've had to make tackles on, on smaller individuals for most of your career as a player. Uh, but it seems to be a bit of an issue now with shoulders and heads and that sort of thing. Uh, what, are we, what are we looking at? What is the problem here from your perspective for the big guys on the little guys? 
Well, I mean, I don't even think it's a problem. Smithy, rugby's a fluid game. It's a contact game. Things happen, and red cards we've seen um, in, in recent weeks. I don't want to go all old school, and I'm not trying to dismiss the importance of safety here one little bit, but these are without malice, unintentional contact on the head. Um, it happens in a fluid, moving game. To me, in my mind, and it may be too simplistic, um, Smithy, but that's the way my mind works. Red cards for me are for foul, intentional play. Um, a stomp on the head, a punch, a, a late shot, uh, a swinging arm. Things that are intentional can often, um, you know, they can pull out of or, or, or you know, you, you premeditate it. Um, that's what red cards in my mind were designed to eliminate from rugby. Um, now we're getting occasions where, for whatever reason, and when we go into contact, um, the person with a lower body position wins the contact. I mean, it's just simple physics of, of what's happening on the rugby field, right? I mean, sometimes the ball carriers are going high. Uh, the tacklers, for some reason, are maybe slightly lower. They'll win the contact. Um, for whatever reason, some movements and mitigating circumstances, a shoulder may come in contact with the upper part of his body, you know, shoulder, head. Terrible, uh, and it looks terrible, but most occasions, if these guys are conditioned for it, um, no no malice was intended, and no harm has been done, yet we're getting these red cards, which, you know, um, has become a real big debate. So that's the way my mind thinks about it, um, but yeah, that's not the referee's fault. Let's, let's put that out there. It is absolutely not the referee's fault. It's the laws at the moment. Um, and yeah, they will be adjusted, no doubt, over time uh, with the, the, the referees uh, and everyone working through it. But uh, at the moment, this is what we have to live by, um, and that's what we have to um, adapt to. I think that's a big talking point to adaptability. Um, mm. a talking point we'll talk about when we talk about the Chiefs taking on these Australian teams, adaptability. OK, well, uh, we spoke to Tim Horan yesterday. We spoke to Mertz a little earlier in the week. Um, and uh, they both intimated they believed on the evidence they've seen on both sides of the Tasman that the gap might have closed a wee bit. Is that uh, between the two nations in terms of this level of rugby? Is that what you're seeing or not? Well, you'd hope so for the competition. We, you know, a predictable competition gets a really boring competition. So we want uh, to be, be a lot of competition between these two uh, two nations playing super rugby. Uh, that's what I talk about for the Chiefs, the adaptability. They'll have their mind a couple of years ago how the Australian teams played, and you can see it on the videotape how you think they're going to play. But until you're actually out there in the heat of the battle in the 80 minutes and the opposition are coming to you with a game plan that you may not have expected or you may not have experienced in the past, that's when you have to adapt. And I think uh, it's only a very minor criticism, but you talked about the Chiefs um, you know, season so far and yes they've had some great highlights away win in Christchurch was a brilliant highlight but when teams have come at them, uh, the Blues and Crusaders and Hamilton with a different picture they haven't adapted quite as much and I think that's um, what, what the Chiefs will need tomorrow night in Melbourne have a game plan in mind and we know Clayton McMillan is brilliant at laying down a game plan the people, the players understanding what they have to do, that's a real hallmark can we see that but if the Boratars come at them from a different angle, throw more numbers at the breakdown, the Chiefs have to be able to respond quicker, in my opinion, um, to, to what they have done in their, their losses to date um, and adapt up in the field. But um, 
it's great that we're playing the first game. We can really set the benchmark. We can, you know, come at them full noise. We can bring speed. We can bring physicality. We can bring intensity. We can set uh, the tone for the a great weekend ahead. I think it's a great opportunity for the Chiefs. Well, what you can't uh, do is uh, field a team that includes Brody Retallick, Anton Leonard Brown, Josh Juani, and now Brad Weber and Sean Stevenson. Uh, that is a serious amount of class uh, not available to Clayton McMillan at the moment. Yep, absolutely, but that's what the depth of squad and the size of squad is all about. I never stress too much, Smithy. I have to say, when um, and, you know these star players, they do make a difference. But when they're not available, you can't quibble too much about that. You've got 15 Chiefs out in the paddock. They're picked to, to do the job, and now the guys who are tasked in the job, and people really step up. I mean, I was a little bit nervous, I have to admit, at the start of the season, our depth at nine, but this young kid... Um, Cortez Ratama has really impressed me. He's seamless, really. So brings something different to Brad Weber. So no, no question there. I know we've had some changes in the midfield, but you know, from Tupai now out in the wing. But boy, he's been brilliant um, at 12 uh, with Nankerville at 13. So you know, we haven't really missed too much about Leonard Brown. He'll bring a lot to it in, in the latter stages if he can indeed play, which doesn't look likely. And you know, the locking partnership of um, Josh Lord, who's been brilliant um, in Tuivai, he's been something different on the Brody attack. So you, you play with the, the hand that you dealt, Smithy. Um, and I think those guys that have stood up in those jerseys have, have done done brilliantly. Well, Tuivai is an interesting one, um, Karma, because they've been mixing and mingling a wee bit with his positional play. Uh, where, do you see him basically as, as a, a future All Black lock specialist as such or or one of those uh, guys that can uh, drift from four or five to six? No, I don't see him drifting, to be honest with you. I don't see any players drifting uh, with any great success maybe because of the mindset um, that you really have to hone in, either your role as a, as a tight lock or your role as a blindside flanker. I think Clayton McMillan had to kind of play him at six just in necessity at the start of the Super Rugby campaign. They've now got Luke Jacobson back in that sixth position, which is brilliant. Um, so the loose forward makeup would have to be the best the Chiefs could put out, I think, in 2022. So no, to be I think, has got the mindset and he's got his head around his position at lock, um, building up a great partnership with Josh Lord or Brody Retallick when he comes back. So that, in my mind, is where he should... Um, concentrate all his um, resources uh, or his energy uh, into that role and that's why I assume he will stay both for the Chiefs campaign that they've got players back on deck and the loose forwards and for the All Black campaign. Peter Gus Soakula, how good this season? Well he's been brilliant, he's been absolutely brilliant until teams like the Blues um, double teamed him um, and didn't allow him to get over the game line and that's when we talked about adaptability once more that the Chiefs have to work out a way when one player, Peter Gus, say, can't get over the game on that front foot ball, how they can adapt, like a Luke Jacobson or someone needs to stand up and, and, and do that ball carrier. So, yeah, he's been very good um, operating off a very solid scrum so they can get that tight head side up. He can make some big metres um, running wide and running right of, of the, 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 the scrum. But if he can't do that, someone else has to do that. So, you now I've been, been loving his energy. Uh, loving his physicality, clearly. Loves um, any player who plays a game with a smile on his face. And that's exactly what he's been doing. So 
if he can continue to do that, and once more we get back to the olive branch physicality of this, this Waratah side, they absolutely need to bring that intensity that this Waratah side haven't seen this year. We talk about the difference uh, in style, and, and we're looking forward to playing the Australian side as well. We've got to make sure the Australian side don't look forward to playing us. We've got to make sure that we bring so much energy, so much excitement, so much intensity that they go, holy hecka. Uh, this thing going to be much fun for the next month and, and the Chiefs have a chance to establish that early and then really tighten the screws and, and, and put it to them. I'll just run through the fixtures and give us a, a, a quick uh, reason who's going you think is going to win and why, if you like. Uh, so Waratah's Chiefs tonight, 9 o'clock, uh, kicks off a, a busy weekend. So uh, how do you feel uh, uh, the, the Chiefs perhaps over the Waratahs or the gap closed big time? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I absolutely think the Chiefs over the Waratahs. I mean, one thing I've got to say about the Waratahs, how look at the least for Trio, they've got uh, Michael Hooper back, so they've got to be really respected. I'm looking forward to seeing how the big Welshman Jamie Roberts goes into the centre. Um, I haven't watched a lot of him at Super Rugby, so that's pretty exciting. And they do score a lot of tries, Smithy, from uh, this rolling wall, um, clearly. So the discipline, and the Chiefs are very disciplined side, but they're disciplined around that kind of 30, 40 metre line. So, and, and particularly on the channels, it's got to be spot on for the Chiefs. Don't give them the opportunity to kick into the corner. Um, and set up that rolling walls. But um, no, I absolutely going to the Chiefs in that game. It's going to be great to see. Blues are setting the bar higher and higher each week. Uh, that performance against the Crusaders uh, was quite outstanding yep. for uh, about 70 minutes last week. They're playing the Drua. This could be a little bit ugly. Well, it could be, but let, let's remember, and you know this in all sports, and you've seen this countless times in any tournaments you've been um, commentating on and seen yourself. When you come from such a high, uh, like the Blues did in Christchurch last week, you know, put so much energy into that week, so much intensity into the 80 minutes. It's actually bloody hard to replicate it the following week. I mean, history will tell you on countless occasions, in countless sports, uh, it's very hard to back that up. So this is a, a game, I don't expect the same intensity from from the, the Blues. Let's hope for the same accuracy, which would be great, which would be enough to get the win. Um, but I don't think it's going to raise to the heights of that Crusaders game, uh, but I think they're going to be good enough just across the paddock to, to get the job done. Hurricanes Reds, coached by Brad Thorne, of course. Yeah, that, now this is, yeah, coached by Brad Thorne, and, and when this, any player has an mentality like Brad Thorne, it's got to be well-respected, doesn't it? Um, and... and I guess what the, the, the I'm going the Hurricanes because I will just clearly just go all New Zealand sides. It's a, a lay down the fear for me, but this is one that you'd have to uh, debate pretty pretty strongly if you're betting with your heart rather than your I mean with your head rather than your heart. But I think hopefully what the, the Hurricanes can do is just speed of delivery. You know the speed of TJ Perinar getting to the breakdown of that turnover ball and just stressing and stretching the Reds defensive line, I think that's going to be the key. So they'll play a lot of rugby, I think, the Hurricanes. Um, if they can play some rugby some wil- with width and speed, they'll get the job done there. Highlanders, Brumbies, I think this is uh, a real barometer game for me. Uh, the Highlanders, I think, uh, well, they're 1-7. and seven. Um, I think they're better than that. I think we all think that. But uh, the Brumbies have been there or thereabouts, as always, but at the top for a while here in, in Australia too. 
Yeah, look, we have to respect Australian rugby, don't we? We have to respect um, you know, the Brumbies for what they've done, um, how they perform, how they've coached, how they've managed as well. And this, once more, is a game that's really going to stress our, our trans-Tasman friendships, isn't it? You know, the Reds are potentially good enough to get the job done against the Hurricanes, although I've gone the Canes, and you've got to say the same for the Brumbies. It might sound fairly arrogant, me sitting here going, uh, you know, a straight win... For, for New Zealand sides, but it's just kind of the way I am and that's the way I'm hoping. Um, and I'm not putting any money down on it, which is another thing I've just chatting to you on the radio. But um, the Highlanders will be absolutely under the pump in this game. The Brumbies um, would no doubt over there go into this game as favourites. Um, but they're not too far away, the Highlanders. And we know in any game uh, lasting the durations, they're going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they? The Highlanders are a gutsy outfit. Yeah. Um, very well coached, clearly um, prepared. So let's hope that they, they can get the job done, but boy, you, you wouldn't put your house on it. Right. Okay, Carmo, uh, fantastic chatting with you, mate. I look forward to the Chiefs Waratahs uh, 9 o'clock tonight. Fantastic weekend of rugby coming up. Cheers for your thoughts. Yeah, thanks very much, Smithy, and congratulations to Super Rugby. I know they wanted to do this early on in the, in the year. They couldn't, but what a great initiative, and let's hope uh, we can fight hard for next year. And they all come to me anywhere for, for the Super Round to be here in New Zealand. Good on you, mate. Uh, always great to catch up. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.